car club was called the Mark, or the the social arm of it was called the Mark, and so we had the biggest parties for the 2013 NBA All Star weekend. So we had uh, Kenny Smith. We had Shaq's and we had Lala's parties. Each night was different parties. So I think Ooh, first night was big Ken- names. Yeah, it was Kenny Smith, then it was Shaq, then it was Lala. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and so and they actually announced it on like what it what are they, TNT or yeah, oh, on TNT, TNT. Yeah, yeah, NBA like, on TNT. Yeah, 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 yep. whatever, yeah. So they actually announced it on there and everything, right? And so I mean. We had everybody coming through. Like, I got to meet DMX. You know, Barkley was there. Buster Rhymes was freestyling on stage. Oh, nice. Like, it, it was, Buster. Right. Um, John Starks was there. So, I got to know John a little bit. And I know we were talking about that earlier. You guys had John on the podcast, right? And he's a great guy. I really enjoyed geeking out with him a little bit. And, he, you know, he really knows the cigars. And he's got a good cigar. And uh, so, it was just an incredible uh, three-day experience. But it was absolute, like, chaos, right? Like, it was so packed in yeah, non-stop that, just like it took me to go 20 feet in the cigar bar it took me 30 minutes like to weed through the crowd it was yeah just, you're like sardines in a yeah, can yeah. Just, like, it was you know and you got guys like warren sap in there in the cigar <laughs> like, i mean you got shot like, a small guy you got shack who takes up like yeah. the, the space of five people so yeah so it was it was a special time special experience and so man there the, that is actually where i launched jay london um, was at those parties? It was not at the party, but the next year is when I actually launched Jay London. So people had been after me to do my own cigar for years based on my ability to pair people's palates, knowledge, etc. Mm-hmm. And so that's finally, I, went, I connected with the right people. To me, it was the Ventura family, uh, amazing family. Their factory actually got just voted like one of the top 10 factories in the whole world. Wow. Um, there's so much great stuff coming out of there. A lot of Matt Booth cigars, like Room 101 mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. Robert Caldwell stuff. A lot of his stuff comes out of the Ventura. Love Caldwell line. Yeah. Got a lot of good of stuff. Yep. Factory as well. Uh, Henderson's mm-hmm. line. Henderson Ventura has the Adventura line, uh, which other another great brand. So they're all coming out of this factory, right? And so it's just, it worked well. William Ventura used to be the production manager of Davidoff. They used to fly him around. Like there's a picture on his wall. Uh, of Zeno Davidoff standing over him and like his hand on his shoulder as William's rolling. Mm. Like, That's uh, a great picture. So, and I had already had, because I was always hunting rare cigars, I had a reverence for Davidoff, like older Davidoffs. It could have been uh, Cuban Davidoffs or the the first Davidoffs once they moved out of Cuba uh, as well. But uh, those to me were some really special cigars. So to have that connection, that relationship and knowledge has been an absolute blessing um, before I get off the the mark, though the uh, the social club uh, first cigar ever smoked in the cigar lounge, I'm there one night. We don't have the ventilation hooked up yet, and at the there were three bars in this whole place. So there's three bars, restaurant, executive chef. How much t- total square footage was this? It was, t- was twelve thousand. The whole place yeah. was twelve thousand. Well, you and said like, you only had like a closet where you were doing. Yeah, I had the humidor, which was basically a little closet, and then yeah, smaller than but the that studio. Was, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was like half. That, like- yeah, not even half. Right. And but that was inside of a cigar bar, so that was the smallest of the three bars. It was about twelve hundred square foot cigar mm. bar, and. So I'm just I'm basically hanging out because it's not done yet. We're not even smoking, and the manager comes up to me and he's like, uh, "Gentleman over there would like to smoke." And I'm like, "Well, you know, the ventilation's not done yet." 
I'm like, who? Who he's, goes? It's Bill Gibbons, ZZ Top. <laughs> I'm like, oh you're, fuck, you're smoking. You're smoking. You're right? smoking. <laughs> you're smoking. We in here. We doing yeah, this now. Smoking. Yeah. So, I, you know, I the manager takes me over the table and introduces me, and so Billy's with a couple people. So, uh, we go back to the cigar lounge and we light up Zeno Diamonds. All right. So this was a line that was made in the '90s. So Zeno Davidoff, right? So he did the Zeno line. There's the, most mm-hmm. people know Davidoff more than they know Zeno, but yeah. Zeno being his Zeno's first got name, some right? Great. I love Zeno. Zeno. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. They make some. There's some great ones that they they make, and these were Zeno diamonds made from like the 1990s. They actually had like a book inside of it, a little uh, that if you re- bought enough Zeno diamonds, you could uh, send it for a bottle of wine of like. Uh, Mouton Cadet. Oh, that's kind of like yeah. uh, Blanton does something similar. Blanton's got um, on every... Oh, with the horses? With, with the, the horses. The so letters. I don't know if you know this, but with Blanton on the, the cork, on the top of the cork, has a little horse, horse, and they have a letter. And if you... I think it's it spells out Blanton's. Yes. And if you can get all the corks to sell to spell out Blanton's, ah. you can send them in. They send you like a, a special bottle of, of wow. Blanton. Like a very, very... Because so Blanton's not... Each horse is a different each, shape? Like on the, on, no, each horse is the same shape, but, but if you... But underneath it is underneath a little it's got letter. A letter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, my buddy Brian is trying to uh, get them all, and he needs like one letter left. Wow, that's but interesting. That's cool. I didn't know that Zeno does that. That's pretty cool. Well, they did that. They, but yeah, again, yeah. these were from the 90s, 1990s, yeah. right? So the cigar industry was way different back then, right? And so this was... Uh, 2012, I want to say, right? So this so, was 2012, and you were smoking these cigars from the 90s. Yeah, so like 20 years old. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Around yeah, 15, there. 20 years old, depending. Yeah, Do they have exactly. plume on them or no? Uh, no. Well, well, and most cigar people now, we know plume is now mold, and there's actually almost no plume that has ever existed. Um, so it's a myth. It is not a myth. There is. There'll be people who argue me with me on this, but yeah. I've seen old enough cigars that have had that crystallization of the oils and tobacco. But oh, but ninety nine percent of the time that people say it's plume, it's not. It's actually mold. Right. right? It needs wow. to be like a now powder. Right. Yes. Like a. Like well, a, no, 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 no. Yeah, mold over, is, is the just, powder. Yeah, but like, but yeah, the, it looks like a powder, but it's actually mold. Yeah, and it's typically white mold, right? But and you know, if it, as long as it's on. You were actually uh, one with your podcast. You were doing a Romeo Julieta, and it had like a little, yeah. and you brushed it off, right? I yeah. think you ended up not smoking. It was the bully or something. Yeah, like I that. didn't. Yeah, but because uh, there was also wrapper damage. But yeah, for me, as long as it's not in the foot, like in the cigar, I'll just basically wipe it off. Yeah, yeah. and I uh, mean, if it, you can even cut it, like if you yeah. cut the, you can cut the foot a little yeah. bit if it's a little. You, know, you can try to. Infrastrated, but yeah. yeah. So you're saying, so so you're saying with 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 plume, it's very rare that you're actually going to have a cigar that that has pl- right plume, plume on it. Most is, of the time, it's bad. Most of the time, it's actually mold. Yeah. So yeah. how do you know when it is plume? Let's just assume that almost none of your listeners will ever see a cigar that actually has plume on it. Because I feel like yeah, if, if, if with plume, it has to. You know, if a cigar is like five years old, it's most no, likely not like it needs not, it yeah. needs to be like 15 i'm, I'm talking stuff that yeah like 20 years old right where like i found some non-cuban monte cristos that were 18 you know 17 18 years old and you could see like fine crystal like it it sparkled yeah right like it shimmered in the light right like that's the actual crystallizations of the oil that's that's tobacco. good but, that's good yeah but that ne- rarely rarely you know, happens yeah, yes you, almost no cigar smoker has actually ever seen Real plume, they've just confused plume yeah. to be plume, but it's actually mold. Wow. All right. So. I like it. Yeah. Right. So I, yeah. Every day. 
share that. But um, again, geeking out, I love it. That's so, what I'll never not love geeking out about cigars. Like hell no, you kidding me? <laughs> fun little golden. So you're nuggets. smoking these Zeno diamonds. That are yeah. about 20 years old. Yeah, and we're sitting there, and we're just shooting the shit, right? And he's telling me about a conversation he had with Fidel Castro, and he, oh, you know, he spoke Spanish. <laughs> they talked for like two hours, apparently. And at the end of the night, like, uh, oh, he doodled on the box. I still have the box, like, you know, all this stuff. And uh, he's like, you know, I'll leave you some. He, we exchanged numbers. And uh, he's like, I'm staying at the hotel right next door because my house is being remodeled. He lived close by to it to the club in the hotel. And so he's like, my house is being remodeled, so I'm staying at the hotel right across the street. And so, cool. All right, so, you know, we'll see each other around. Next day, I'm at dinner with my, uh, I had a room buddy of mine, he was my roommate, and my sister was over, and we're sitting down to dinner. My phone rings, and Billy Gibbons is calling me. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta take this. You're right? like screenshot. Yeah, right. And he called. He called just to thank me. Like he's a rock and roll legend. Yeah. Wow. And he called to just thank me. Said he had a great time. He goes, Hey, I left some tickets for the rodeo because Houston is the largest rodeo in the world. It's basically an entire month long and a mat and where the Texans play. It's at Reliance Stadium or it was Energy or what it is. I don't know. Whatever. But imagine. You know, a massive football stadium filled and then a, a whole fair outside of it and about 150,000 people a night for almost 30 days. And they have all different wow. musical acts perform like... It's like, like the Oktoberfest, but of, of rodeo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we're talking everybody from Pitbull to Keith Urban to ZZ Top, uh, you know, plays, plays, right? And so he left tickets at the front desk of the hotel for me and, you know, and some friends, right? Wow. And so... And then we ended up getting to know each other because he'd come by, he'd smoke cigars. One night, one night we're rolling dice on the corner of the bar. Right? Yes, like, <laughs> let's go. Don't even get me started with dice. Yeah, you know. And so, you know, I got to know him, and he's a great guy, and uh, truly just chill, low key. And uh, you know, we we just talk about different stuff. And sometimes there'd be some other people there, and other times he'd just come in, or I'd be traveling, and then the bartender would call me and be like, "Yo, where the fuck are you?" I'm like, "What." Because Billy's asking for you, right? <sighs> like, and so that's awesome. That that really helped me. It just it 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 opened my world. Like, yeah. And you know, it, unfortunately, there was a uh, a new ownership took over the social arm of it, and they ran it into the ground, and they closed. And like, I got a call and a or a text from the manager on a Saturday afternoon: "Come get your shit. We're closing tonight. Like, the landlord's going to take back the key, like <sighs> lock the doors on us." You know, so like my world flipped upside down. Um, but by that point, I'd already built all these relationships. And so I go back to Houston three, four times a year. I was just there, did an event, at, private event at Davidoff uh, in Houston. Uh, the guys there are fantastic. They've been great supporters. Davidoff Corporate carries J. London cigars. Nice. And um, so actually we're working uh, now. We're going to, I'm going to meet in the next couple of weeks, the managers of the three shops in Manhattan as well uh, hell yeah so I have Jay London so in, when you come back when, you, when you're in Manhattan let us know yes. we'll come meet so you I'll for, be coming uh, back soon well I come up to New York the, I come up to New York City or Queens pretty often um, I have a good friend of mine he owns Nino's AQ over in Astoria that is fantastic mm -hmm. he just opened up uh, Nino's Beach at Port Washington which is I guess yeah. you're on Long yep. Island yep. I work right in there I work, okay. I work, I work in that town Dude, where I, it's right on the marina Oh shit! Like it okay. is fucking gorgeous. And what's it called? Nino's Beach. Okay, all right. It it's 
Look it up on Instagram. And the other Ninos is in Astoria. Yeah, because my buddy right on I Titmers, w- and it's fantastic. Dad, my buddy has to know it. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if my buddy knows your buddy. Because my buddy, my buddy is the guy who runs Lavo in Manhattan, and he so he knows all the restaurant yeah, people they, there. And he lives in Astoria, yeah. so he knows all the people in Astoria. I wonder if he knows him. A hundred percent, I guarantee it. Especially if your buddy's a cigar smoker. He is not. No, well, he is. He is when he's with me. Well, there you <laughs> go. Well, I was gonna save the cigar for Florida, but I was gonna say yeah, I'm. I'm we're going. I'm like, yeah. we're, I mean, I smoked that bad boy down to the to the nub. Well, that's what yeah. I was saying. Like, we yeah, got, yeah. yeah, we got these little. Uh, well, I don't even know who gave these these to yeah, us, but I, they were. Well, and that was part of the goal and the inspiration of the Jay London Gold Series was how do I create a current production cigar that smokes more like a vintage age cigar, where it's more well rounded, smooth, soft. Elegant, refined, and smoke right? it all the way down to the nub. That's right. how. Honestly, that's one of the judging factors of if a cigar, you know, a good cigar. Yeah. If I can smoke it all the way down, like flavors, obviously you're one of them. But if I can smoke it all the way down and get every last inch of that cigar, and it's not hot, it's not burning. Also, it's a well-made, well-blended. Also, when it's almost like mindless like i'm just smoking a cigar and enjoying it like i don't i'm not even thinking about yeah. the draw it's pleasant but it's not fatiguing on the palate you know 100%. because when you, fatiguing with, on the palate yeah because when you get like guy, a lot of this guy's guy got some stuff i love it man dropping knowledge baby there's so many cigars now that they, they tend to be so heavy in earth and leather notes and they really sits on the back of your palate and it becomes so fatiguing so i actually have a lot of clients who you know really they tend to like that but what they'll do is uh, they'll put, you know, if they're smoking three, four cigars a day, they'll put the J London Gold Series in the middle of the rotation because the smoke is so clean. Kind of cleanses it, yeah. Right, yeah it yeah, reinvigorates yeah. the palate. Yeah, because if you have some that are that are so heavy on the earth or on the on the leather that it sits in the back, it overpowers pretty much all the subtle no. notes, right? Which is why I tell people before you smoke a cigar, you should really try to cold draw it because that's where you'll get most of the subtle notes, or you'll get some of the hints, and it'll, you'll be like, oh, okay, I pick up this, I pick up that. So now when you're smoking it. You can think about those, but if you don't do that and then you have something that's very earthy and leathery or peppery, it overpowers most of the other thing. Yeah, and it's just it's just like I said, it's just mindless. Like it's so smooth and silky. Like I don't some I get some sweetness on it. Right off the the first hundred percent. That's I got sweetness, right? Fuck man, that's so weird. The first puff, I'm like, oh, that's a like I didn't get as much sweetness on the Lonzel that I do on this one. No, I agree. The first one I was like, ooh, a little a little little more spice on that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I wonder if if I flipped flipped them, them, right? Because now this is with the first one prepared your palate. Right. And now your palate's on the second cigar, right? So it's it's gonna still receive it differently. And that's part of the frustration and art of creating great cigars is there's so many variables anytime somebody picks up a cigar cuts it lights it and smokes it right it can be their mood it can be their where they're at their environment what they ate what they ate Mm -hmm. right what they're pairing it with and so there's so many variables that somebody like myself and i've had to get over the aspect of trying to always be a perfectionist because like we you know we said this is handcrafted consumable art which means there's always you know there's a chance there's always going to be a margin for error of some type right Mm -hmm. um it's just it is what it is i mean we do our best we have only the top four sets of rollers are even allowed to touch uh the tobacco each of those has only one or two vitolas that they specialize in for rowing the jay london gold series you know so we we try to do as much as we can i tell the factory to reject even more you know, like I go down, I'm like, look, I'll pay you full amount of I'm paying you for finished product to reject more. Like, wow. So these are all things. You that, only want the top of the top right. to be released. Want the A plus yeah. plus. Yeah. Because the gold yeah. series was always me- meant to be something limited. 
uh, to begin with. This wasn't ever meant to be truly mass produced because of the criteria that I just laid out. So there's only between 500 and 1,000 boxes a year of each size ever made. Okay. And there's only and 12 cigars in a box. And how many sizes do you have? Uh, right now we have seven. Seven, seven sizes. Years. So he's only making max 700 boxes a year with 12 in each. So or, no, 90, 700 of each size. Of each size. Right. So let's say. but Well, you said you made 100 boxes. No, so it could be 500 boxes. could be 1,000 boxes. Depends on the Vitola. Okay. Right? So there's more Toros than there are, let's say, Lonsdale. Yeah, so you're making, there, you're right? making about you know 10,000 of each cigar. Right. Well, correct. A year, right? So a year. So that's maximum production. Which is, which is limited. Yes. Which In is the limited. cigar world, that is very limited. I mean, when you're our, about- our cigars come out as only 5,000 cigars first the first run. And that's, you know. Limited. Now you're talking about you, you're doing 400 million cigars a year in the United States to only release 10,000. Very small percentage. Limited production. Yes, very limited production. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm a numbers guy, man. I'm well, like, you're the engineer. That's why. That's why. <laughs> that's we my geek coming out. I'm the numbers dude. My dad was an engineer. Oh, he was. was? Yeah. See, the numbers, man. It's all about the numbers. I can always rely on Justin for numbers. I'm like Justin. Uh, what is this? How does this work out? And he goes like, beep beep beep. You ever see um, well, Adam Sandler movie is that? Uh, that's my boy. Have you ever seen that's no. my boy? I always just think of Hangover when uh, the guys counting the cards and all the oh, symbols yeah. are going. Like that's me. <laughs> no, that's my boy. You know, Adam Sandler's like a, a child star, and he has a son who he abandoned because he was a terrible father or whatever. But his son's super good in math, and they may kind of make fun of him. They're like, "What's one thousand forty-two times eighty-seven? He's like, "Beep boop beep nine hundred eighty-four." <laughs> and that's like how you got. Him. I'm me. I'm like, okay, t- carry the one. He's like, yes, one, zero, eight. Okay, get out the uh, get out the slide rule. Oh god. The abacus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just call Justin. But I, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the word consumable art. I'm it's like, so good. I'm like, That's dude, we such should get a like good a, way to like put a it. Fathead text. Consumable art dash J London. That's such a good way That's to put such, it. Cigars equal consumable Because yeah, honestly, whenever I whenever I send stuff, you know, when you send it in the mail and they always ask, like, you, you never put tobacco on there because then they're gonna I always yeah. put handmade art. Yes. I always put on I want there. To bring that what's before. in what's in the box? It's handmade art. It's art. And I'm not lying. 100%. That's 100% what it is. But when you said it's consumable art, pff, that's a beautiful way to put it. Oh, he's going to stay. You got it. <laughs> there you go, man. Justin, <laughs> I'm going to take your other Jay London that I gave you. Justin, where I'm are we gonna, at right now? I'll make sure you get another Where are we at? Right at? Uh, hour 15. Nice. We're rocking and rolling. Man. I love it, dude. We got. Oh, this is fantastic. Rolling. I'm having a great time. Well, we're having a great time, too. This is. It's this so is much. Way- it's so much more. Like we obviously love every single guest that we have, but like the just the feeling of having someone in here and being able to gauge and we're like touch their shoulder and just look into their eyes, it's such I, a different experience. You know, it's great because we always we you know, the main thing that we push out to all of our listeners and our, our viewers is we're trying to bring that whole experience that you get when you're just hanging out, right? Like you like you had that lounge at the mark, right? You're just hanging out, having a cigar, and you're smoking with ZZ Top, right? And then you create a relationship. We're trying to bring that to everybody. So having, you know, you can kind of do it when you're on Zoom. You can do as much as you can. But when you actually have something in person. Yeah, it's always better in person, you know. It's exactly like we're sitting in a lounge. It's just the cameras are on and the microphones are on. Right. No, no different. We're smoking Jay London cigars, learning about his background, learning new things. It's be doing the same thing if you if you were hosting a, an event at the lounge and we got to sit down. With yeah, you. or exactly. if like if the cameras were off and the microphones were off, we'd be doing the same exact same thing. Same conversation. Same conversation. Yeah. We're just hanging out. Drinking tequila, just having to have a podcast. And love that's it. why I appreciate you guys uh, making this exception. Ho- no hopefully, doubt. you guys will be able to do it more as uh, the COVID restrictions have 
have yeah. uh, lessons. Yeah. Right? So, so like Eric said in the beginning, you know, we wanted to, that was the plan before we started really interviewing a lot of people. The plan was to have them in person, but then COVID hit and COVID and it's been around for, you know, two and a half years now. So we had to start doing Zoom. But now that, you know, you're our first in person in the studio, we obviously want more people to to come to the studio, come to my humble abode and I wonder if people actually think that it's like a studio or if they know that this yeah, is Yeah, people my house. ask all the time. Like, <laughs> like, where do you shoot? I'm like, we turn my buddy's pool house into a podcast studio. Yeah, it's you know? absolutely awesome. Like, it's we're fantastic. in my backyard. It's a great man cave. That it's was, great. it's funny because when you were on your way, I'm like, how's this going to work? He's just going to pull up to some random house. Yeah. Like, nah. Where the hell am I? <laughs> like, I'm in some know. dude's house that I'm going to go into his pool house and, and tell my life story. Like, right. And weirdly, that's how I've met some of my best friends is they'll refer like one of my friends will refer me to another buddy of theirs mm. and be like, oh, you got to meet this brother of the leaf. He lives in so and so. All right. So I'm in PA. He's in Jersey, let's say. So I roll up, for example, to a buddy's house. It was a good friend. Him and his wife were at my wedding, but we didn't know each other. And here I am rolling up with my brown leather bag full of uh, cigars. And, uh, you know, turned out he is a cop and he's like awesome and he's got a smoking lounge in his basement right of his house and we just hit it off but i just ran you know drove an hour and a half to meet some dude because another brother of said you got to go meet this guy and <laughs> connected us via yeah. text and i just show up to their house and you know it's even it's almost we become great you, friends it's, it's almost better that it's like you're going to somebody's house too because it's it's real it's authentic it's not like hey meet me at this you know meet me at our studio you're no come to my house yeah like let's hang out at my house where it all goes down anyways <laughs> yeah and it and like it's it would it's kind of I think about it like in the beginning when I first started uh, doing all the cigar stuff, you know my wife would be like you're going to meet you know some guy you met on Instagram to go smoke a cigar. I'm like I'm like Maris, like it's not like it's it sounds weird. Like if we weren't smoking cigars and I'm just meeting some guy just to meet him, I'll all take right, a little yeah. Top of yeah, I'll take a little bit too, please. But uh, kill this I'm like bottle in this yeah. episode. Man. <laughs> like, That'll be a really interesting episode. Oh, we, we did that once. We did that once and it didn't turn we out. We did so that. We well. did a scotch tasting and we were chasing him with with beer. And it was um, interesting. And then, yeah. It was interesting. And when we had a lot of free time, we said, what do we? Sh- what should we do now? And the rest yeah, is history. The rest is history. All right. Well, I'm going to segue because you said scotch. So segue. I never got into the exact naming of Jay London. So part of it has to do with scotch. So okay, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. When, good. I, when I was going over to London twice a year for these rare cigar auctions, I got to meet some incredible people. And, I, and then obviously through being in the industry for as long as I have, like I got to know Daniel Marshall, who makes some of the best humidors in the world. He's mm-hmm. been making uh, crafted art f- since 1982. Right? Mm-hmm. He's, like got he's, go- done, he's got the gold one. He's right? done, yeah, he's yeah. got the gold cigar. Right? Mm-hmm. So at one point, I actually held the world record, according to Daniel. I held the world record uh, when I had the shop at the Mark. I had four clients. We were at, did a private dinner at Fleming Steakhouse that was like right across the street from the the Mark, the, the club. And so we had the dinner there, and then afterwards we walked over to one of the private rooms there, and we smoked the gold cigar. But they bought. We went through thirty gold cigars between the four people, like that they bought. And what do they? What do they go for? Uh, well, now they're three hundred, I believe, a cigar. At the time, they were two fifty. Uh, no, I, it was thirty-five cigars. Sorry, thirty-five cigars to four people for at my client. A cigar. Right? Well, at that time, two fifty. But yeah, now right, three hundred. So right. So two fifty. And then I did a, another event with him where I did ten people at a Capitol Grill. And we did one of his $4,000 Balvenie Whiskey State Fumidors, and we still went through like 30 of his gold cigars, right? I've yet to have one of those gold cigars, by the way. So, what, what, what do they look like? What uh, so, it is literally a, 
uh, normal, I believe it's probably with a little more age. Uh, it's his Red Series uh, cigar that is then wrapped in 25 leaves of 24 karat gold. Right? Okay. So, $300 a stick. Yeah. It is an experience. Now, granted, <clears throat> metal, gold, you know, it reflects heat. It gets hot. But you do it because you can. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Period. Yes. That's yeah. right. You I do it because you, you can. can. And you will never forget that you did it. All right? Is, is it ostentatious? Absolutely. But you do it because you can. That is literally why you smoke a gold cigar. You're celebrating something. You want to remember it. You will always remember you smoked a gold cigar. Right? So I had a professional photographer there and everything like that. And we captured the whole evening. It was fantastic. Right? But so I, I was going to London twice a year. And it so happened that Daniel Marshall was over there at the same time that I was. Now, Daniel is good friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. All right. In fact, Arnold had a tent on the governor's lawn. Right, because when he was governor of California, he still couldn't smoke inside, so he put a tent out on the lawn, and like had carpet, everything had a desk out there, and the humidor on his desk was a Daniel Marshall humidor. Daniel Marshall makes cigars for Arnold, right? Like, so they're close friends. Sure. Okay, so I'm in London. I extended my trip because I always extend my trips. Usually, like my wife, she's like. Anytime I go somewhere, she's like, I know you're going to change. How long are you going for? Five days? Ten days? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I just, I always do because I'm having a great time. I meet interesting people. Like, I'm just, I don't want it to stop. Right. So, so we're texting back and forth. He goes, Where are you? I said, I'm at the Bulgari Hotel. So, the Bulgari Hotel in London is a five star hotel. It is the sister property to the Ritz Carlton. So, there's no Ritz Carlton in London. There is a Ritz Hotel, but it's different. It's not associated with the Ritz Carlton brand. And so the Bulgari Hotel has a beautiful uh, smoking lounge. They call it a sampling lounge because in London, you're not allowed to smoke, but you can sample a cigar. You're allowed to sample as many cigars as you want, but you're not allowed to smoke. Yeah. So what's the that, difference? That's the loophole. That, that's the loophole. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> how they get around yeah, it, right? it, it. We're sampling cigars. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? So um, <laughs> I'm going to start saying that, actually. I'm going to start saying that. So, There's always a loophole. Yeah. Why, why? What are you doing? I'm sampling Sam- cigars. Yes. And as long so as that- you don't smoke the whole thing down, right? <laughs> and so that lounge is run by Edward and Eddie Sahakian of Davidoff, who are true icons and some of the finest gentlemen in the world, period. They have the Davidoff shop in London on St. James Street. Like Edward, the father, got this shop from Zeno Davidoff like 30-some years ago. Right. So I can go into a bunch of stories. Uh, they're just amazing, just absolutely amazing people. And so, but we're at, I'm at the Bulgari location. And so Daniel texts me, Hey, I'm going to bring Arnold over to meet you. Cause Arnold, Daniel was with Arnold when he was doing his last, like a tour of the last Terminator movie that Arnold was in. So I said, Awesome. Like, I've obviously any cigar smoker wants to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, of course. So Daniel brings Arnold up to the Bulgari just to meet me because Arnold, you can see he's tired. So I'm standing there. We're talking for a little bit one-on-one. And then he's like, you know, I'm, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go back to my hotel. So, but I got to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger, no, that, right? In London. Right? <laughs> he shook his hand. I mean, yeah, whatever. Right. So that was amazing. And then Daniel was also with Ronald McDonald, who owns whiskey bars in London. That also Ronald had. Ronald McDonald? Yes. Ronald okay. McDonald. Not Ronald McDonald. Not Ronald. Ronald McDonald, right? Who has fantastic whiskey bars in London. And then Kirsten Grant of the William Grant family, who owns Balvenie and Glenfiddich, Whoa. the largest privately owned Scotch distillery in the world. 
So you are a world traveler. He's, yeah, yeah. name dropping. Yeah. Right. I, because cigars, I and it's all because of cigars. That's, that's, that's the beauty right? of That's it. what that's cigars are to me are all these experiences, right? And I would never have had these experiences if it wasn't for my appreciation of consumable cigars, art, right? Consumable Consum- art. And so we're making a lot of YouTube cups from the, from this. I love episode. it. We got a lot love of it. We got a little golden nuggets. So we go to one of Randall's place. He called ahead, kept one of them open. They were going to close, but we go to the rooftop. He keeps one server there or whatever. And so we're drinking, hanging out, obviously drinking Glenfiddich, right? So we have, you know. And so then Daniel Marshall gets tired. He goes to bed. Um, Randall, you know, had a lot of drinks. <laughs> so he's uh, he's done. And Kirsten whispers to me. She goes, you want to keep drinking? I'm like, Kirsten Grant. And, Hell yeah. yeah. Right? So I just say no. Yeah. <laughs> So we get a, a black cab and we, you know, because obviously the famous black cabs in London, right? And uh, we go to the Wellesley Hotel, which is on the same street, I believe, as the Lanesboro. There are two iconic five-star hotels in London that are both have um, cigar areas, mm. right? And so we're at the Wellesley till they close like 2, 2.30 in the morning. And I had a box of Macanudos, but they were sealed from the 1960s when they were made in Jamaica. Right, so you open that up, and then we're drinking some Glenfiddich 19. How hard is it to like not open that though? Uh, when you're with Kirsten Grant, I was gonna say, did you, uh, did you like second guess for like? Ah, do I no, I ah, didn't, not for one second because <laughs> moment in time, right? Yeah, that was a special moment in time <laughs> because you can, Cause, yeah, because yeah, I could, right? That was the whole point of why I got into the industry to begin with, uh, as far as opening my own was was to be able to afford. How can I afford to smoke cigars that I couldn't normally afford? So if I buy a rare box of cigars and I sell nine so I can smoke the 10th, right? There you go. And then I got to have that experience, Mm. that special experience, right? So that was an incredible time in London. And so those types of moments that happened to me in London, almost every trip, like there was just incredible people I met, that inspired me. So when I'm sitting in the Dominican Republic, we come up with the blend. I'm at William Ventura's house. We're waiting. Uh, his wife is preparing lunch for us. And I'm sitting in the front yard on a rocking chair, uh, smoking a cigar, and just I need to brainstorm now because now I need to come up with a name. And, you know, I just love London. I love the history. I love the culture of it, uh, especially the cigar, you know, the cigar community that I had experienced. And so I'm like, well, it's got to be authentic to me. So I'm like, all right, Jonathan, Jay. London, right? And that was that was it. And, and that I'm was like, it. That's it. That's you know? it. Like that was the aha moment. Wow, and, uh, that's awesome. And then Jay London was born. Yeah, and Jay you gotta London. love it. I mean, that's why brand, like brands have you have to really understand where the names come from. And it, like once you understand the brand, like the name and the history and the story behind it, it, you look at things from a whole different perspective. In my opinion, it's just it's not like Joe. Schmo, it's not Joe Schmo cigars. Joe Schmo cigars has a story, and the reason why he picked Joe Schmo is because of X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z and A, B, C, and that's how we got to it. And it's and, great too because when people pick up your cigar, it's not just you know any cigar. It's not just has a random name on it. It there's a meaning behind mm-hmm. it. And when they you know they'll come on here and they'll listen to the story, be like, holy shit, that's why it's called Jay London. Oh, that's awesome. They'll love it even more. Even if they, you know, they start to love because of the flavor. And then all of a sudden they hear the story behind it. Oh, now they can tell their friends, like, I'm smoking this cigar. You want to hear how the name came about? Now it's a whole story they can tell people. Wow. I love it. I mean, that's, it's the same thing with our cigar. I mean, we, we, uh, we thought about it for a while and, um, it was, it's a lot of, like, that was the hardest part. We had the blend, we had the cigar ready and we're like, 
well, now do we name it? Like, what do we? How do we do this? Like, we just because you can name it anything. The like, first, the anything. first name that we thought was going to be the name was um, the Azamato, which means the Azamato, which I think means dapper in Italian. So we're like, wow, I'm smoking the Azamato. That's classy. That's nice. We're like, how do you spell Azamato? A z z m a t o or whatever. And Justin's like, yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, no, dude, we can't do that. And he's like, why? I'm like. Because it looks like ass. It looks like the word <laughs> ass. It did. Because we wanted it in script. Yeah. So I'm like, and, yeah, and, and there's script Z. I'm like, you're he's right. Like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, listen, I know uh, I know of an electrical contractor, and it's, it has A-Z-Z in it. And I just can't help but think ass electric. Uh, I'm sorry. I, there's no way around it. I don't care if it's Oz, Azza. It's ass electric. So I'm like. The more I looked at it, I'm like, nah, fuck, you're right. Like, we can't no. do that. We can't it, do it that. Is, it is. It is what it is. But, um. But with our cigar too, it's like we're not gonna tell you the actual name because it's not released yet. But it might, it might the, be uh, out by the time it comes. I mean, no, we'll tell out. you when the cameras are off. Yeah. Um, but no, there's like there's a meaning behind it, right? Because we have the plan for this cigar, and then we're gonna do another one, and then a th- at least a third one. And there's meaning behind the names, right? There's the name has meaning, but then the letters that we use have meaning, so that it all goes in together. It all goes together, just like that. It all goes together. with you know, Jay London has meaning, and there's a story behind why it's called. Jay London. Right. It's got to be authentic to you mm-hmm. and what you guys stand for, what you're about, what your brand is about. And exactly. Obviously, right. you guys poured your heart and soul into it. And I look forward to trying it. Oh, man. And, we uh, can't hear can't, more about it. Can't wait. I mean, and it's cool that, like, when someone buys your cigar and picks up your cigar, that you have, like, it's some random guy at a cigar lounge and he picks up your cigar. You know, he's not just picking up a cigar. He's picking up a cigar that you made for your blood, sweat, and tears over 10 years. All the traveling, all the stress, headaches that you had to go through, all the fruits of your labor, and someone's picking it up, and it's got to be a good feeling. Love it. It is it is a great feeling. And, uh, you know, now I'm in 14 states growing. We're going to expand internationally this year as well. Nice. So it's uh, it's it's been fantastic. What has... So in, in Houston, there was the shops when I was on the retail side, there was always like this competition or like some brand shop owners would talk shit about each other. Um, I think that's changed some now because they've been established longer. Uh, but in the cigar world, as far as on the manufacturing side goes, I've had so much support from other boutique manufacturers. It's been absolutely amazing. I have had reps, brokers, who don't sell J London, they sell obvious other brands mm-hmm. that they literally tell shop owners, yo, you got to bring in this J London. Mm-hmm. Have you tried this J London gold series stick? It's fantastic, right? So that's been so humbling and just, it's been special. That's awesome. See, that's a, that's a, it's a rare community when you have, for lack of your competition, mm-hmm. supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's- in most other things, like, you know, Pepsi and Coke, they're not going to, I mean, you gotta try the soda. Yeah, right. Like yeah, Pepsi's man. not gonna walk in and be like, "Yo, you gotta try Coke." No. But in the cigar world, Doesn't you can have right. another rep. They're not on your line, but they're gonna go and be like, "Yo, you gotta try these guys." Right. I don't rep them, but you gotta try them. Yeah. Right. And part of that realization is understanding cigar smokers, right? And understanding that, uh, t- like we talked about earlier, about time, place, mood, like what you're in the mood to smoke, right? And understanding people smoke different cigars at different times, and so. My goal is not to be the only cigar brand that you smoke. My goal is to be, I just want to earn a spot in your rotation. Right. That's it. Because I don't only smoke my cigars. If you tell me a manufacturer who smokes only their cigars, I feel like they've lost touch with the way that the industry is going. Right. And there are manufacturers who will say, oh, I only smoke my cigars. Right. But 
I feel like that's gone by the wayside. Like, how do you know that, what else is out there? You know? Yeah, yeah, because because like so, you're only limiting yourself to you know the five blends or whatever that you make. Yeah. So I love to learn from other manufacturers. I love to promote. Obviously, I've name dropped numerous other brands on here. Yeah. Right. That I smoke myself. That I believe in. That I think are producing really good cigars. Right. Because it's not about just Jay London. It's not just about that. It's the only cigar you should smoke. But it should definitely be in your rotation, yeah. right? And it's like, and it's almost you can consider doing research too, because you can have a cigar from somebody else and you pick it up and you're like, oh shit, this is fantastic. What, what? And then you start looking, what do they do? What's in it? How do they roll it? And then you, you're kind of doing research for yourself, like, I want to make a cigar like this. This is fantastic. So exactly, or they like they can use a certain tobacco, and you're like, man, this really stands out. I wonder what, yeah, how I could, yeah, something maybe do my own variation, yep. right? And my own twist on it, right? How do how do, can I go about doing that, right? Where, you know, not that it could be done necessarily any better, but just presented differently. Or what if I put it with this other tobacco? And it's, yeah. yeah and so um, I want to make sure that I hit on as well the older son Weber, Weber Ventura, who's actually going to be up in New York next week. So I may be coming back next week. Oh, uh, okay. So he is in charge of production at the Ventura factory. So they actually have two factories now. They've been growing like crazy. And he was the right-hand man to Eladio Diaz for a decade. So there's so much knowledge there and so much, right? So the entire family, I'm blessed. Uh, Weber and Henderson were both at my wedding. Um they're just. They're I feel like I was at your wedding. I feel like it was on every. Insta- I feel like it was yeah. on every Instagram account. I was like, man, I'm like, how many people know? Well, like, people I don't guys? know if you guys know Mike the Greek. He used to, yeah, watch, yeah, of yeah, course, right, run Soho Cigar Club. So, uh, small world. So I, I think mean, that's where I probably saw it. Yeah. All right, so I actually met a guy locally in Pennsylvania named Mike Wilson, who's in charge of player development for a casino in, uh, like, near King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Right? I know that casino. And he goes... I've been in that casino. <laughs> okay. So, he's like, yo, if you're going up to New York, you got to meet my boy, Mike the Greek. So, one day I go to Soho Cigar Bar, this is years ago, and I meet Mike the Greek. And then Mike the Greek introduces me to Mike Vendome, who owns Nino's AQ, Nino's Beach. Oh, right. Well, a lot of you mics. Know, a lot of mics, right? <laughs> yeah. So, it, it's just... it's. I got his number. We got to take a picture yeah, and send it to him. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it all happens because of cigars. And that's just it. All these relationships, all these people that I'm blessed to have in my life happen because of cigars right and yeah of course there's always some bad apples right in the you know even in the cigar world but overall a lot of good people I, I, we say yeah. it all the time i mean like when when people like ask me about cigars and just the industry in itself and you know i'm starting a new cigar account or whatever and i'm like listen you're entering into the best and most friendly supportive insightful community because like I would say 98% of people that I speak to, the people in this in this industry, cigars, they're good people. You know, like I said, you have a couple bad eggs, but they get weeded out pretty quickly. Yeah, exa- mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And you can you can you can see them in a in a if 100 people, you can kind of pick them out which one's the person that you want to kick rocks. But and that's what we try to do on the podcast. I mean, that's that's our whole emphasis is just bringing people together over cigars because we enjoy them so much obviously as yourself, and we're trying to find we're trying to build a platform where you know, it's kind of like as someone who doesn't like cigars or not really into cigars, they see someone that's on our podcast smoking a cigar, and they're like, "Oh, okay, maybe." Yeah, they not. might follow them maybe, from a uh, different world. Yeah, right. Like it'd be a singer or a football player, or whatever, and they follow them. And or again, for instance, we'll we'll make a clip with the ZZ Top, right? They might be huge ZZ Top fans, and I have no idea ZZ Top smokes cigars. Mm-hmm. And now they hear the clip, and like, 
Holy shit, do you top smoke cigars? Yeah. Oh, I gotta try cigars. Next thing you know, now they're in the industry and they're meeting all these people. We had we had Ruben Stutter, right? Ruben Stutter had his first cigar after he won American Idol that night. Crazy story. So people who who like Ruben Stutter would you know that we post them on Instagram, we post them on YouTube and on Google or whatever, and they might say and they might watch and like, oh, you know, Ruben Stutter likes like cigars, and you know, he's a singer. That's weird. Like, why he would like cigars? Maybe maybe I should smoke cigars, and that and that's the whole point. That's why it's so cool having you in here and just like. You know, we were a couple guys just BSing and just making a podcast, and we've had all these awesome guests. And to have you here, it comes full circle, man. It's, so, it's such a surreal moment. By the way, speaking of singers that were famous that smoked cigars, Pavarotti. Pavarotti? Was a huge cigar smoker. I don't know. Who's Pavarotti? Man. All right. So let's let's go back. Have you heard of Josh Groban? Yes. yes. All right. Have you heard of Andrea Buccelli? Yes. Yeah. Before, so... And then, of course, currently, let's say Michael Buble, but before Josh Groban, Andrea Buccelli, and then before that was Pavarotti. Oh, Pavarotti. Okay. Andrea was, Buccelli is the uh, blind guy, right? Yes. Yeah, Italian right. singer. Italian yeah. singer. Great so, singer. I mean. That's my, one, of my okay, so my you, yeah. one of my mother's favorites. Okay. So then you got to look up Pavarotti. Man. Okay. Like, he performed for, like. She has to know who she is. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he's, you know, deceased. You know, he was. But. And he, he smoked cigars? Yeah, he was a huge cigar smoker. And one of the, had one of the best voices ever in the history oh. of the world. Right. I mean, I mean, we can I can nerd out about how good cigars like they just bring. It's just people. Some people get it and some people don't. Yeah, and, and I like, feel bad for people that don't get it. Like, it's, it's not like it's <laughs> not. They completely miss it. Yeah, it's like you you're can't missing even, the point. Like, oh, I don't want to smoke a cigar. I don't like. I'm like you're just missing the the point of it, man. And, you know, and for a lot of people though, it's just that they weren't introduced to the right cigar. Right, like oh, I don't smoke cigar. I don't, you know, I don't like white owls. I'm like. Come on, dude. Yeah, like, you're not in the same like, category. Yeah, you're, like, not, like, you're not. You're not. You're not there yet. <laughs> you know, for me, you know, cigars are. You know, I enjoy smoking a cigar, but a big part of cigars is just the, the like you said, the memories, the experiences, and the, like it just brings people together. And, the camaraderie you know, of it. I just. We're both in sales. Obviously, you're a previous salesperson. You're in sales yourself because you sell cigars. But we're in sales because we like to build relationships. We like to get to know people. And I think it works out perfectly for us because we loved all the guests that we have because we're actually interested in their, in their story, understanding who they are, why they like cigars, and just ex- sharing that experience. So it, it's uh, we're lucky in itself just having this because people are like, you get to smoke cigars and drink for a podcast and you know that's what you do sooner or later it's gonna be for a living yeah, like, <laughs> like yes, he, it will, he yeah. gets to do it for a living now yeah. Yeah. yes we'll be yeah. there in a, in you a guys are well years. on your way you're we'll well be on your way short I'm years excited so. for you because it sounds like a big part of your success with your cigars is all the connections that you've made over the years like you had so much support to like how you st- were able to start your brand is so it absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i just got relationships off. that that it, it is completely the relationships right it, that's how I found my manufacturer, right? In the Venturas, uh, that's how the you know band manufacturing cigar rings, the box manufacturing Zenwell, or the import. Like it's just, I mean, all the way through up through the shops that carry it. Like they either a friend or a customer told them about it, or they knew of me before, whatever the case is, or right like a broker rep went in, told them about Jay London, you know, or they saw the Instagram because somebody they follow reposted, you know. So, I mean, it's all these relationships is really what it's been about. And it's been such an amazing blessing and, and journey that's changed my life. I love it, man. I, I think that's a good way to end the end. end the, uh, <laughs> that's a good way to end it. Just leave it on a high note because it's it's just it, sometimes I think about it. I'm like, man, like this is this is what life could be. And this is what we're doing right now. And it's it's just it's just weird that. This is a real thing to me, to be honest. Really, yeah, it's it's just amazing that we're in such 
we're so blessed to be in a day and age that we you can do this mm-hmm. right like think about 50 years ago this wasn't a thing like yeah. yeah you had like the on television you had some of the talk shows but this wasn't a thing like you couldn't you couldn't really do it on your own unless you knew somebody mm-hmm. that could put you in front of the cameras on a television network and take off now you just have everybody's got a cell phone like if you have a cell phone you can start a youtube channel you can start a podcast right you can start you know starting a cigar thing like you can do it on your own you know again 50 years ago it was not very it was more difficult than it is now no doubt to be able to start something like that yeah. but we're just such bl- in a blessed time that we can do that so it's crazy yeah we yesterday i was just bored and i was i was just doing all the numbers for all the videos that we've posted on, on a, i posted on instagram it took me like five minutes to go through i'm like justin guess how many fucking views on my instagram through these reels have we've gotten since the start of reels which was november 2020 he's like a million i'm like good guess 1.7 million i'm like that's a fucking lot of people. Yeah, between the two of us, we've got three three million over over three million. Oh my god, that's incredible! It's, I'm like, it's for so what? Bizarre, man. And <laughs> for five second reels that we film in a pool house, <laughs> and, it, and, and it's and it's an actual real thing. You can actually do well on this. You can take it however you want. And uh, you know, I always like to say, you know, we we kind of started a podcast before everyone had, and their mother had podcasts. I like to think, you know, like it podcast really took off and like. The last two years or so, I feel like. And we started about almost three years ago, and there weren't really too many cigar podcasts out there. They're already out there. But I don't think anyone does what we do, no. in all honesty. So it's awesome. I'm glad you're here, brother. I appreciate right. it's it, man. It's been great. Absolutely so, fantastic. So we're going to, this is the point, we're going to give you the red carpet so you can tell everybody, you know, what's the next big thing, where they can find you, you know, where they can follow you on Instagram. You just, floor is yours. Yeah. Let them know. Be the salesman, the good salesman Do, that you yeah, are. Yeah, be the sales guy now. <laughs> well, I'm excited to announce that a project I've been working on for over a year is finally going to be coming to fruition and we'll be launching at PCA this year in Las Vegas. So uh, it's going to be my next blend. It's a brand new line. Like So the J. London Gold Series is under the luxury collection line. Uh, the next one, is, I won't say the name yet, but it's it's going to be its own line. It'll be more in the $12, $14 range, Habano wrapper. It's going to still have the signature J. London smoothness, but it's going to be ri- like richer, fuller, more intense, you know, especially for the guys who are smoking a lot of cigars on a daily basis, guys or girls uh, that are smoking a lot of cigars on a daily basis or uh, need something that's more of a value-driven smoke per se. Um, and I'm really excited about that. That's going to be through the Ventura family. And then in September or October, I will be launching a cigar that I've been working on with Martinez Cigars. Out of New York City. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Right? So, <laughs> right outside Penn Station, baby. Yes, exactly. So, the uh, you know, Jesus Martinez, and then I've worked with uh, Dave, his, his head of marketing, who's absolutely amazing. And uh, so, we've been working on this for six or eight months, and so we're going to actually do a collaboration together. Hell yeah. Uh, that's that's going to come out. So, those are two uh, new blends, uh, two new lines that are going to be coming out. Uh, later this year, um, you know, it's the first time I've introduced anything new out, you know, other than sizes within the gold series, uh, since 2014. So I'm really excited. Stuff I've been working on for a while and, uh, can't wait to bring it out. So you can check me out on Instagram at the letter J and then London, like the city cigars. So J London cigars or my personal Instagram is Jonathan Fiant, uh, J O N A T H A N F I A N T. And I'm most active on Instagram. So. 
Let's go. Love it. Well, you, we appreciate you coming down here, coming away from PA, taking your time to come down with the burn. Coming down up boys. here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> sure, coming up here. And uh, we couldn't think of any better guest to have for the first time in the podcast studio looking dapper as hell. Thank you for the cigars. Thank you for the swag. And appreciate your time coming down here, man. My absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Love appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, with that, we'll send it off. Cheers. Chin, chin. Salute, my chin, friends. Chin, chin. Salute. There we go.